Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Most Scariest Experiences Ever. There you go. That is a scary start to a podcast. This is a good one. Um, it's equal parts ridiculousness and equal parts uh, harrowing things that we've uh, situations that we found ourselves embroiled in. Um, so yeah, we will go from um, cars that are going to explode through to fuck shit uh, and through to um, uh, a wolf boy. So it's uh, it's. Quite an interesting episode, this one. Uh, no guests, it's just Chris and I, um, which uh, is generally when you probably get the the best nonsense uh, when it's just me and him, skin on skin, eye to eye, hand in hand, cheek to cheek. Um, so, yeah, so uh, what we should say as well is big shout outs to July the 20th. Big up the July the 20th. Why are we giving maximum respect to July the 20th? Let me tell you. O2 Academy Islington. Hardcore listing live on stage with special guest Grammy Award winning producer Jason Perry, who is also the frontman of Rock Band A. And then we've also got former guest and uh, all-round smashing young lady Rowena Alice, DJ and broadcaster. And we also have another former guest. We have um, Ordinary Boy and songwriter Preston. So we've got three guests going to be on the sofa. And we are going to have a right old laugh. Uh, the, our podcast is part of a big sandwich. And uh, one side of the sandwich will also be Matt Stocks, Life in the Stocks podcast live on stage with special guest Pancho from Dirty Sanchez. And then topping the bill will be... Thomas Turgoose and Andy Ellis, a.k.a. Sean and Gadge from This Is England with their overrated Everything podcast with special guest Tom Davis, I believe. Um, so that's a big day out. I think the door's open at three, um, and it's probably going to go on till like nine, and then afterwards, beers and fun, right? And everyone hangs out. So if you've not been to a hardcore listing live show before, that's generally what happens. Uh, we get the... The, the podcast out of the way, and then we go and have a right old knees up. Um, right, thanks to 76 for producing this episode. Thanks loads to Charles at Love Beer and Luke at Bang Boom Creative for their never-ending support of this podcast. They're our official sponsors, so massive respect to those guys. 
And if you really like this and you want some more, go and have a look in the back catalogue because we've got loads and loads and loads and loads of episodes with the likes of the Maccabees, Frank Bruno, Huey from the fun-loving criminal, Scroobius Pit, Block Party, UFC legend, Brad Pickett. We have got guests from all over the place. So go and have a little route around in our um, back passages and see what you can find. And also, if that's not enough for your thirst of this nonsense, we have a Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash hardcolisting. Go over there and you can find another weekly episode. There's probably about 50, 60 episodes in the back catalogue there that if you've never been a Patreon, you've never heard. So go and get stuck in. You can support us over on Patreon from as little as 79p a month. And that them pennies that get put in that pot over there really do help us with buying new microphones and literally throwing a few quid in the car for petrol to go and drive to Brighton to interview ever and that because we don't make fortunes out of podcasting, guys. Let that be a, a, a revelation. Um, but yeah, so any support over there is mucho appreciated. Right, I think I'm done um, chatting away. I think I've done all the thanks. Massive thanks to Pip, obviously, and the Distraction Pieces Network. Have you checked out Dan Lassac's podcast yet? He has one over there alongside Dr. Susie Gage, Jason Reed, Jim Smallman, Handsome Brett Goldstein, and... Oh, I haven't forgot one, have I? Pip's got one. He's got an all right podcast. Might want to go and give that a listen. I'll tell you what, if you are going to give that a listen, give the Norman Fatboy Slim Cook episode a go. It is the shit. Um, Yeah, definitely worth a listen. Well, I've been just talking shit now for 4 minutes, 45, 6, 7, 8. Enjoy the episode, hardcore listing. Laters. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Oh, fucking hell. I don't even feel like saying that right now. Nah. Nah. Two days into your fast and you're already... I'm str- this mo- is no, the- no, that's it. We're not talking this about it. the worst we're, we're, bit of it. No, we know. You've already said that on the Patreon bit. episode. It's the worst bit of if you fasting. Want to hear, if you want to hear Chris moaning about fasting, then sign up to Patreon. Uh, pay money to listen to him moaning about it. We've just recorded top five reasons to stay up all night, um, which will be out uh, probably this week. So um, if you guys are wondering what Patreon is... Go and have a look, because me and him put an episode up each week over there. Yes. Bonus one, and you can help support the podcast by signing up for that. From as little as about 79p a month, you can become a Patreon. And, yeah, we put up little posts, and you get Videos. free tickets to live shows. I've got another no-caller ID here. Shall we go for it? I mean, for people that are listening have no idea about the previous ones. <laughs> so uh, I had a cold call for glazing earlier, so I'm just going to... Ah, Hello. Yeah, speaking, Mr. Glasson's here. How are you today? You okay? I'm, I'm spiffing. How can I help, buddy? Are you spiffing? I'll give you a second. It's just Daniel from Zip. Uh, I understand you've already been speaking to one of my colleagues just regarding funding that's available to everybody in your area. Oh, now, right, yeah. Yeah, now we're not on about now, Mr. Glasson's, but yeah. in the future, and the was it the windows that could be a possibility in the future with the help of the funding. Yeah, I, th- I think I spoke to, I think it was Adam, wasn't it? I said I had some, some up to some between 30 and 35 windows. Th- 30 and 35 windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And if you was to replace them in the future, what would be the main reason for doing so if you was to replace your 35 windows? They're just filthy, mate. They're just what, sorry? They're just dirty. They're just dirty? Yeah. Right, uh, what about your doors? Are they dirty too? No, the, the doors are clean, but I just don't keep up with uh, glass glassware. Right, well, the way the scheme works... We've My back doors are filthy, but um, the rest of them is... back doors... Hello. Hiya, sorry sir, your back doors are filthy. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, you've not had them smashed in now? <laughs> uh, not, not yet, no. We, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a safe neighbourhood, it's a safe neighbourhood. No, it's, oh, um, it's quite a safe neighbourhood. It's off, it's, right. if anything, it's always consensual around here, but yeah. Right, okay, so is, is there any other windows or doors that you're looking to possibly replace there, um, I've got... I've got um, about 30 to 35, I think. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll just put you back on to Daniel, sir. Okay, he's, thank- the guy, he's the guy, and obviously if you do anything happens to your back doors and you want anything sorted, he's the one that'll be able to sort that out for uh, you as well. He'll come round and sort out my back doors for me, will he? He, he would willingly do that, Mr Glasson. Okay, that's yeah. great. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you right? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. How are you? Sure what she's saying. I'll leave it to you. I don't want uh, no, I, we really don't, mate. It's uh, yeah. I, I I don't own a house. I'm I'm, I'm basically homeless. But um, you you guys have a great Saturday. See you later, mate. Bye. Take care, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's so good. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, when you said your back doors are filthy, <laughs> I, I wanted to get it out, but I couldn't. I had to give myself a second. Oh, so there you go, guys. There's um, an intro to a podcast yeah, for you. Check that one out. So, yeah, <laughs> so if you want to hear the start of that, uh, it is released on Patreon, the first call. Uh, when, uh, yeah, they call, call me, but I was in a much more grumpy mood when I for the yeah. first one. They were great. They were great, weren't they? Eh? <laughs> I love the fact that he was obviously laughing so much, he had to put his mate on. <laughs> I hope that's used for training purposes. Oh, man, that's great. Oh, dear. Uh, um, all good? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where we? So, what are we doing? That's made, that's cheered me up. Yeah, and me. Oh, top five scariest moments. This was on Instagram, was it? Do you know who picked it? Was it Instagram or you said Patreon? Uh, that was chosen by... Oh, God. Make a name up. It's on Acast, no, no. so the, the crew won't know. So, so it is top five scariest moments. Nina Blackwell. Nina, thank you so much for this, my darling. Um, I hope you don't mind our little um, di- digression just a minute ago. And if you do need any double glazing, Zenith. Is Zenith, wasn't it? I yeah, mean, today's episode is brought to you by Zenith Windows. <laughs> Zenith Windows. Thank you, um, Zenith if Windows. You, if, you've got just, if you've just got filthy windows or you need some... So any remedial works carried out on your back doors. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you guys. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> yeah. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> right. So top five scariest moments. Any criteria to this? It's weird. The only thing I thought of it is scary when you're when uh, you're going to mug. I'm going to get mugged right off here. F- fear. Yeah. Things you fear. Moments you fear. Yeah. Or, or moments that were just. Oh fuck! That's that's that was yeah. that yeah. was scary. Yeah. You know. 
So I've gone more scary, yeah. but I've slipped in a little bit of yeah. fear too. So I've just taken up a minute saying, yeah. not really. I mean, what we should say as well is, um, whilst we're talking about legitimate scary things, if I can just get a bit serious for a moment, we're, we're currently seeing the inquest into the, the bridge attacks. Um, sure. He's on at the moment with uh, our previous guest, uh, obviously was 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 massively involved in, in that, which is um, Leo McLeod. Yep. Um, if you want to hear legitimate scary stuff, then go and listen to Leon's episode because it was been one of the standout episodes this year. Um, there's, there's not that we avidly check our stats for, for, for listens, mm. but that's head and shoulders above anything we've done this year. Yeah. Um, and so, so I would say that. And, and also the after effects of really scary things and I'm, I'm not just talking about me and you talking about seeing each other's knobs and things mm. like that. I'm talking about legitimate things that create l- lasting fear and anxiety and, and you know, depression. It, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. And we had Gary Hayes uh, record an episode um, talking about his charity PTSD 999. Um, and he talks about the horror of being involved in the, st- uh, the, 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 the station bombings um, and the, the the effect that that has taken on him and so many of his colleagues. And from that episode, that reached out to Leon McLeod. Leon's since from the London Marathon for PTSD 999. Leon's absolute great lad. He was at, we are lizards um, at the weekend with um, Charlie, who was another one of the police oh, officers involved in in them attacks. Um, and so yeah, it's uh, you know it, 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 I, I know we we're, we're going to make light of fear and that I would have thought in this this episode, but. Um, if you want to hear something with a little bit more depth, I mean, Gary's you know episode is is very very serious, isn't it? and, it's, and it's it's yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. It's it's such an interesting insight into something that that a lot of people don't really know about PTSD, non and uh, PTSD. Sorry, and and the fact that a lot of people presume it's just the armed forces, uh, and obviously. PTSD 999 is more about the emergency services and then you start to understand why PTSD can affect anyone and it's it's, it's a really interesting one uh, Leon's one uh, is is quite a strange one in regards to we're talking about some of the effects that that uh, you know that, that he's encountered effects. Uh, from from his experiences yeah. whilst chopping it up with top five American office, office moments. moments, and that's very much like at the the tone of our uh, podcast is yeah. the really serious things followed up yeah. by saying something you know. Yeah, quite and I, I just thought before we go in on talking about scary things that are probably going to be ridiculous for the yeah. best part, we should also say that there's some stuff with actual content uh, uh, in our back catalogue, and I would definitely suggest that them two episodes. Uh, 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 something to to go and listen to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, 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 I would, and and we've got some others. We're about to book another person with a uh, quite a tra- uh, tragic story, really, who's doing something really quite special as well. And um, hopefully, we we can get that booked in very soon. But I'm, I'm not going to say much more than that. <clears throat> uh, shall I just do my number five? And we've got Stuart Roberts coming up soon. Uh, Stuart Roberts is uh, the guy that uh, set up uh, haircuts for the homeless. And his story is incredible. You may have heard him on Distraction Pieces, uh, but that's uh, that, that's something to, to hear his story. So he's coming up soon. Uh, and if yeah, and if you want something that does go a little bit deeper as well, the, uh, Darren Garwood um, oh, episode God, yeah. in our back catalogue is again one of them ones that's that's split between lots of uh, hilarious stories, but it's the, the theme behind it is, is something far more. Um, serious uh, and and yeah, so there's this there is some actual 
content in our back catalogue that uh, is them occasional ones where me and Chris literally just sit here. Speechless. Speechless. Ga- um, Gary Ma- Mansell. Gary Mansfield. Fucking hell, of course. Got banged up for fucking ever for uh, drugs-related things that he got stitched up for. Yeah. Again, yeah. It's an amazing story. Yeah. So there, there's... Tragic, but... Something beautiful came out of that. Something incredible's come out of that, and he's yeah. become a, a good pal. Yeah, a like, good pal, great artist as well. Um, yeah, and he's got a podcast, Mizog Art. So, yeah, I like this intro. This intro, we've started with a, a crank call, yeah. and then we've actually just, which we often say, when we do the intro, we should mention stuff in our back catalogue, mm. because we've got enough episodes now. And so, yeah, I think that's probably the weirdest intro I've ever done. Like, took a phone call uh, from a window salesman, <laughs> and then just... Uh, Gone straight in with the serious stuff, and now I'm sure we're going to go back to the ridiculous. Number five, the time I thought I caught AIDS. <laughs> it was quite terrifying, that. Um, and I wasn't going to have that as my number five, but it's just too, it's too funny to not say that one. When did you get the AIDS? Um, I thought I got... It was a, the Craig story at Turnmills. Right. That one where he ends up um, having sex in the club and then at the, si- at the side of the hotel... And then he that wasn't the bin bags, was it? That was a totally other, yeah. uh, the creepy time. And that um, Craig, what's he like? He's fucking awful, mate. I don't talk to him now. Don't you? I just don't talk to him. <laughs> Did he go? Was he in our beefer? He wasn't really. No, yeah. no, he weren't. I didn't see him yeah. out there. So no. uh, thank God for our beefer. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I, a crazy night of, of carelessness and recklessness, um, and. A reason to never have unprotected sex, yeah. you know, and, and many many people will, will have found themselves in that boat, try as they might, and then knowing that it was really, it was it was quite a ridiculous night. I was absolutely Craig was absolutely convinced that he'd he'd, he'd caught AIDS that night, mm. and I remember for weeks um, because you go and get your blood tested, but you don't know. And oh, you actually went and got tested? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, for weeks, you're just in that period of self-reflection. And, um, yeah, it's bloody horrible, that. And uh, no one, you, you shouldn't, you should be a lot more careful. And, uh, yeah, knowing, thinking that you have it is, is ridiculous. And I had no sight, you know, no, no indication that I did. It was just my behaviour that night was so disgraceful mm. that I was absolutely terrified. So, there you go. Uh, bag up, folks. That's the uh, That's the real... Moral of today's episode, isn't it? What do you reckon? Bag up, folks. What's your What have you got for number five? That wasn't really my number five, but it just found it just felt funny saying it straight after us being serious. I'm, I'm going to say, um, and I won't say the venue, uh, but last year there was a, a situation. Oh my god! At, 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 at one of the clubs I work at, um, where a gentleman got um, he, he turned up. Maybe at like say two o'clock in the morning, um, dressed very smartly. He was older than me, so you know you do question why somebody like that would want to come in a club at two a.m. in the morning. Don't get me wrong; that that sounds really bad. Anyone can come in a club, but um, not anyone. But yeah, so he 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 didn't. He he turned up and just went using your toilet. Didn't say can is it okay if I pop in and use your loo? Which we would have said, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. But he was very rude. And so it was like, well, no. No, you're not just going to talk to us like that. And then we're going to go, yeah, go and use our, our no, toilet. Exactly. Uh, so it was like, you can pay and come in. Yeah. 
Um, and he didn't like that. And then, as I'm sure most of our listeners have seen or experienced over the years, lots of people like saying, do you know who I am? Uh, and then they... Us, gem- us in particular. And, and, yeah. they, and they generally start throwing around, you know, local... You know, local bad boys' names, and and it's just something that, as as a person that's worked on, uh, not as a doorman, but st- you know, stood on the front door of clubs, running them for behind doorman, behind doorman, definitely. No, I wasn't this night, bizarrely, um, but uh, I, yeah, I was I was uh, in front of them uh, and explaining because he didn't seem like a problem, yeah, uh, and. He really was unhappy that we wasn't prepared to to just let him go and use the loo, and uh, and he said he was going to come back. And again, in that industry, in them situations, you hear that an awful lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you generally think if they're a threat, yeah. they're here right now. Why are they going to come back? If you've got something to do, then might as well do it now. Get on with it. Um, and but obviously we do like it when they say we'll be coming back because ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time they don't they just go home you and go that's home. obviously best for everyone. Definitely, uh, they they've had time to cool their heels and reflect and think oh, it's really not worth it. Absolutely. Um, fast forward half an hour, um, I see the gentleman walking up the road with a different top and a hood up, uh, and I walk out. And because I kind of clock him and I think, I'm sure that's that gentleman. And then as I walk out um, from his sleeve, drops out um, an axe and not a little axe. If you're going to go and chop a tree down with a big axe, a big two handed axe that you see lumberjacks with, he had one of those. Uh, And then run at us and started swinging it like a crazy man, Um, smashing the doors. And it was. It was the, obviously, you know, and I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy in the slightest because uh, as a, as a licensee, as a promoter, you do not want trouble. No. It's the last thing you no, want. You, you want everybody. for your reputation. You people want won't come to your club, no, To no. have a good time. Yeah, exactly. And you don't yeah. want people thinking things like that are going to happen. And this guy had not been in our club. He was nothing to do with, with the night, but he just was not happy and I question the mindset of someone that would do this um, and and yeah but it was the fact that for so many years I'll be back okay cool uh, and they never do and it was the fact that it wasn't a young lad in his 20s no. that might have been charged up on god knows what yeah yeah um, it was someone that was older than me yeah. that didn't look threatening well, swing an axe uh, but, but didn't look threatening didn't look like you know what you would perceive a stereotypical gangster type to look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. He just looked like a normal bloke and he come back swinging. And that fact that I didn't call it that he was going to come back. And it, and, and then when I see someone that seemed quite rational yeah. doing something fucking irrational, yeah. that is what made me scared. Yeah. And I thought, one of us are going to die tonight. Mm. Um, and obviously I've got a duty of care for maybe 30, 40 of our customers that are also in a smoking area. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it was a very, very odd situation. Um, thankfully no one got hurt. Uh, and you know, and he was arrested and, and it, and it got 
handed over for the you know the police to deal with and it was dealt with but um in regards to me being scared that's the first time in all the time I've I've been with with uh, my wife and I've got in from work in the early hours and I've had to wake her up and go I have had a bad night yeah uh you know I, in all the different clubs we've worked in I've seen lots of awful fights and things like that uh but you kind of I'm not, I'm, again I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy you kind of get a bit used to it because in, in that industry you're you've got lots of drink and lots of you know people of different you know backgrounds and 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 you know opinions and and you know it's not just pubs and clubs it's everywhere people you know people will argue and fight yeah, and sure. and it's but you you get a bit used to thinking because you go into work mode of like right I need to deal with this in in a way that's going to curb as much of the bad stuff that can happen. You want you do not want to see someone get hurt. You do not want to see someone have a bad night. You you want to try and. But it's and, also, and, and, and I walk, should say now the line of not being yeah go on. But I, I, you know, and and a shout out to ninety nine percent of 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 security that I've worked with over the years that people are quick to say things about security when it doesn't go in their favour. But what you rarely see is somebody going on social media saying, I just want to say thanks to the security guard that, I don't know, um, carried my friend from there and sat with her until you know she was okay. Thanks to that security guy for finding my phone and passing it back to me and ensuring that I got in a cab and got home. That's not salacious or interesting. No. But the minute that I get thrown out for probably a lot being of the time being a dick... And then deciding that it's you know security's fault, then then they're quick to go on it. But you know, it, it, yeah. So I, that, that was pure fear for me. I, I just thought I can't work out this man's this man's mindset. And it's when people are irrational and you can't talk to them that irrational persona. When we spoke about villains and things mm. like that in films, and I always say. Begbie mm. uh, and, and and people like that from Trainspotting and from Sexy Beast, you can't go. No. Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah you can't reason. Like, because you can't reason. That makes me scared. You got number four. Oh, four. I forgot the, about AIDS. Uh, the time I thought my dad was a ghost. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay. So it's nothing to laugh at, mate. No, I'm not. <clears throat> um I was about eight. No, I wasn't. My dad I was, was sitting behind me at a pottery I was, reel. <laughs> <laughs> I was about six and I wasn't very well and I think I had a bit of a temperature. And I came out of my bedroom and sort of like started walking towards the, 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 the stairs. And my dad just came round the, 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 the banister of the stairs and I hallucinated and I just he just caught me off guard and it scared the shit out of me. And I hallucinated, and he looked like a ghosty sort of monster. And he obviously wasn't. He was my dad. And it scared the living shit out of me. And I can, to this day, remember it. I can remember what he looked like. And and it's fucking horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It's such a silly, trivial thing. But when you're young and you've got an imagination, as you get older, that imagination gets less and less. And the things in at dark, when you're at home at night and the doors are locked, or you hear a creak downstairs... Uh, you know that what you're probably thinking is it might be a burglar. You know, when you're a kid, your 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 imagination is uncapped, and so fear is so much worse. Mm. And I just remember them getting me downstairs, and my heart just absolutely thumping for like about five ten minutes. They couldn't calm me down, and even then, I knew that that it was it was a, like a hallucination or something. Or it wasn't really my dad. Well, it was it was just my dad. I was absolutely petrified, mate. I had to really dig deep for that one because it's easy to forget when you're that young things that absolutely just wig you out, which was absolutely so stupid mm. compared to what you're saying, which was a real harsh reality there mm. of yours to mine, which sounds so trivial. Mm. But at the time, I was just, yeah, I was absolutely blown away. And did you ever, as a kid, have like, your mates used to tell you ghost, ghost stories and you would just buy into them? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It's so much like my friends used to say about a story of a, like this uh, green triangle used to float underneath one of their beds. And it just scared you. get goosebumps. What one was, a, yeah, it was a quality, yeah, yeah, in the right light, it turned out it was just a quality street, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, that was it. Number four, my dad being a ghost. Have you ever been scared by anything you thought was a ghostly apparition? I, the, uh, my next one, bizarrely, is, is, is a monster. Okay. Um, and it was. When uh, the first time I really sat down and and spoke to Pip, um, it was Dan Lassac and Scroobius Pip were playing. Um, we we co promoted a show in South End at the at Chinneries, and, and it was when Thou Shout had just exploded, and and it was a rare homecoming show for yeah. Dan and Pip, and uh, and obviously I'd known Pip loosely for all the clubs and things like that because he'd always been at yeah. the places I'd worked at. Um, but this was the first time that we we decided we was going to work together and, and put this this gig on, and uh, and I remember sitting down in in, in Chinneries and thinking I'd never seen a werewolf before, and it was the first time we shook hands. I saw his hands, <laughs> and I was just like, because I'm quite hairy, yeah, but I'd never seen. Finger hair, finger hair like that. Yeah. yeah, there is so much finger hair that he has to trim it. Yeah, it, that that is a fair, fair, yeah. fair scare, mate. Yeah, it was just, I just thought Wolf Boy, like he just he looked like 
he looked like a hybrid of um uh what's his name brian blessed and team wolf's dad <laughs> but all on the hands yeah all on the hands he's yeah got hairy feet as well he's very hairy yeah really he doesn't, I just, have a, he doesn't have a hairy lower back. Oh, okay. Or upper back. I don't mean he's got a hairy back. That's what, his what, what, why, why are you looking at his lower back? I've seen some of his sexy tattoos. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, that was a harrowing experience. Uh, the first time I realised Pip was um, half wolf. It was actually a wolf boy. Yeah. Fair shout, mate. Fair shout. Uh, number three. <laughs> um, oh, God. I'm, I'm going to go with um, uh, best man speech. Oh, that's a good because, shot. Because weirdly, like a lot of mine, it isn't normally violence doesn't scare me. So I it, obviously, because I'm hard. Yeah. Physical contact. I, I'm, I'm Have mine, you got the tube journey on oh, there? This is brilliant. I knew he was going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> At best, what I'll do in a, in, in a point of contact, uh, conflict is just ignore it. Yeah. Um, wait for it to all blow over. Wait for it to blow over, but I won't run off. I'll just yeah. I'll just manage Cry. the situation oh, right. and yeah. not not escalate it. Yeah. Um, and none of that really has ever bothered me. It yeah. really hasn't. Think like other things terrify absolutely terrify me. Girls terrify me. Yeah. Like talking to women is like I, I this could have been in here. Like being a youngster at plucking up the courage to talk to a girl is yeah. is it was just the most absolutely daunting thing because I don't think you hadn't worked out that you could just linger around girls' toilets at this point. No, I didn't understand that that was an option. Yeah. I didn't understand sure. I thought you had to have a conversation. Yeah. Not just linger. No. Yeah. I didn't know linger slash lurk was yeah. an option, right? <laughs> Lurk's a great word. <laughs> Chris oh, Lurker. Brilliant. Um, I, yeah, so I always thought women were terrifying for me. I loved them. I thought they were great. They were yeah. brilliant, funny, beautiful. Yeah. But I was terrified of them. Yeah. But violence has never bothered me. It really yeah. In fact, I quite enjoy it. I've not, I, John I, Harris, I John Harris, please use that as don't, a sound clip there. Don't say that. <laughs> violence never bothered me. Chris Glasson. Fuck off. Coward. <laughs> Chris Glasson, yellow belly. Um, but best man speech, oh, fucking hell. And I've got another one coming up as well in two weeks. And you know what? It's like, when you get asked, it's lovely. Yeah. And and I'll say for the first one because it was harder then. Yeah. And then you get the fucking like about um three months before the anxiety started creeping in. And then you're writing your speech. And for me, I had to learn it off by heart. I didn't want to be fucking around with notes mm. really. And uh, and then on the day, mate, there's nothing more really terrifying. They've done all all the probably they've done the hard work, but. Getting married, if you fuck up your lines or that, everyone's going to laugh and think it's cute. Like, as a best man, there's an expectation. you got to deliver, the, mate. The groom's going to, you know, say some nice things about the bride. The father of the bride's going to get up. Maybe the bride, you know... In, no, in, one wants in, sent- in his- no one wants sentiment from you, mate. You've got to make them laugh. got to make them laugh. And it's fucking terrifying. It's stand-up. It's terrifying. Yeah. The, I, I read a really thing that really helped me, and it's that no one wants you to fail at a best man speech. They, they really, they don't. Like, people want you to get up there and make them laugh. And, and I did discover that. Obviously, I'm fucking hysterical, but I did feel that people wanted it to go that way. Yeah. And so, thank God. Like, but I, I even probably, like, I think it took me about 30 minutes after the speech to come back down to some sort of reality because and the then thing actually is well, relax. 
I've, I've done it twice. I, I was um, my brother in Australia, so that was weird because the jokes I had were very. I know, I know that sounds weird. Very English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and lots of reference points that I think had we have been in, in the UK, and there'd be lots more people there that we'd grown up with, yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than just immediate family yeah. on the other side of the planet. Yeah, it it was a little bit tricky. Yeah, and 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 one of my best pals, uh, Speedo Steve, I was his. But when I done Steve's, I was really nervous. Yeah, and the thing is, what you can't do is you've got to go through all of the meal. And you've got to not drink too much, yeah. Because you're then you've got to be on point to a degree, right? Certainly. And then you've got to sit for everyone else's speeches, and generally, at some point, the father of the bride's going to say something that's going to get everyone a little bit emotional, yeah. yeah. And then you know that the, the, the groom's going to say something, and yeah. it might just start sort of yanking at the heartstrings. Yeah. Then you've got to go up and literally just deliver a twenty-minute stand-up routine. Yeah. Uh, and, it, it, and it is intimidating. And you've got to get it, like, it's not like a crowd where you know the crowd either. You've yeah. got to sort of, like, be like, well, you do. You know some of the crowd because they're family. But you're like, oh, how how far is too far? Yeah. Are you going to go edgy or is yeah. it going to be just dad jokes all yeah. the time? You know? And if you go too safe, people probably won't laugh that yeah. much. Or it'll be polite laughter. And who wants to, oh, yeah. oh, well done. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fucking terrifying, man. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's a great shout that's a great shout. It's number three. Brilliant. Uh, it's, a, it's a public speech again. Oh. Um, and it, a really weird thing happened years ago. Um, not years ago, probably four years ago. Um, the Six Music DJ, Chris Hawkins, uh, mm-hmm. come to DJ at Queen Hoxton for me. Yeah. We've gone really well with him. And he's got this... He was involved in the, the, this kind of committee of, of people in the nightclub industry. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. And and I got invited to the House of Lords to talk. Uh, or to be part of a talk. And uh, so I was like, I'm not passing up at the opportunity to go here. This could be quite interesting. Mm. So uh, off I went and checked into the kind of airport-style security to get in there and... It was amazing. Like, you have to, a screwdriver to, in your back. And like, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was just like this, you know, why on earth am I here? Yeah. You know, not that necessarily that place is full of fucking people that I aspire to be like, yeah. but Chris is a, he's a proper nice dude. Yeah. Um, and when I got there, my friend Dan was there who yeah. owns the propaganda nightclubs, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, the club yeah. brand. And uh, so I was like, oh, this is cool. And then there was lots of other sort of venue owners and, and concert promoters and, and I was like, wow, I mean, you know, the company here of people that I've respected and, and, and kind of grown up aspiring to be. And so I got a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. And I was sitting in like a kind of a horseshoe-shaped sort of seating arrangement, you know, in 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 Parliament. Uh, and I was like, how am I here? And the whole thing got to me. And, you know, like when we do live shows and things like that, I'm not that uncomfortable with things no, no, like that. No, 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 and yeah, yeah. and doing the bands for years of being, you know, being the front man, I generally feel quite comfortable yeah, yeah. gobbing off. Yeah. Um, but I was counting down the talks as they were coming round to me. You know when you do like the kind of the network thing or the, or the, the team building thing where you all have to go, hi, my name's uh, Stuart, um, I'm a, I'm a marketing manager and, and I like playing badminton and my favourite band's Duran Duran. Do you know what I mean? It's like, 
and you know when everyone's doing that with their little sticker on with their name yeah. on it's you still get that pang of anxiety yeah, when yeah, it's course. your turn in yeah, case because you're, you're rehearsing what you're going to say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was just thinking and, and as it was getting round more and more people were saying things that I was going to say so my kind of little bit that I wanted to chirp up with was getting trimmed and trimmed and trimmed. Mm. So I was, it was adding to the, the kind of concern that I might have to ad-lib. Yeah. And I hadn't prepped for yeah, it. And terrifying. I was around people that, like I said earlier, like I'd kind of grown up really admiring. Yeah, yeah. And so I, and I was absolutely terrified by the time it got to me to speak. And I spoke, and, and I, I think I got away with it, but... I Anyone didn't laugh at, laugh at your lisp or no, no, not that I can Inside. recall. I think they all slagged me off about it when I yeah, left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it, it was it was really terrifying because it felt like everybody that was saying stuff had things to say that was far more important intellectual uh, and uh, yeah than what I was going to say, which was generally my life. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was that was a different sort of nerves, and it got the better of me, and and thankfully. I managed to just about get away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, you've got a lot to say for that because you, you've had a very long, long-running experience as a nightclub promoter. So I'm sure that that probably made it even more important for you. But also, I'm sure you contributed well, mate. Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, but yeah, and it, it was it was a, a crazy experience, uh, and yeah, and I think the whole enormity of it got me terrified what was it for why were you all there at the house Lords? what was the actual purpose it was something about the changes in the nightclub industry i can't really remember now and and just how nightlife and live venues uh, uh were dying a death yeah. and it was a case of like you know sort of putting forward something that the you know the government should have to listen to that it is a vital part of our culture that yeah. you know these these spaces exist for bands to perform in and yeah. for creative people to you know have have a a space to be able to, you know, grow their their their, their talent and, yeah. and 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 also you know in in you know in, in club culture it's an important it's a massive part of you know uh, people's lives and and growing up and their rite of passage and yeah. you know that's where you go and find you know really develop I think a lot of who you are it's where you you, you find the clubs where you're definitely uh, you know I think you, you can surround yourself with, 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 with like-minded people definitely you know? music culture absolutely next one mate um uh, uh, number two will be the dog attack I to- uh, 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 absolutely yeah i totally forgot about it and then yeah. when he went don't oh, what about a dog attack and then i just started breaking out into a sweat and crying in the corner of the room yeah. and um it really was fucking awful that and i think for, uh, the I, attack I, or the fuck shit <laughs> we won't go back over the fuck shit story okay. but um for people who probably you probably have all listened to that and heard that story now of uh, showing up at a vet's covered in fog shit with a, a dog bleeding in mm. my arms, um, but yeah, that was absolutely fucking brutal. As an adult, we go from like the the dad being a ghost to a very real situation that escalated out of fucking something that was completely um, innocuous, which is taking a dog for a walk, mm. and then within within seconds of normality and having a great time thinking you're doing a good thing by, you know, taking your mate's dog for a, for a walk is, um, your mate's dog having a, having a, a, a giant, a staff with its fucking jaws around your mate's dog's throat and your mate's dog's throat squealing its death throes while you try and put, you, you try and beat a staff off of it. 
and I did beat that staff off of mm. it. It was it was brutal. Um, I didn't get many injuries. I think I sort of I, I popped one of my fingers out of a socket and got a few small bites, but they were only from trying to prise its fucking teeth off of off of Fred's throat. But when I was there and I was on the floor with a staff, and, and weirdly, I don't know if I'd do the same thing. I didn't think about what I was doing when, when I did it. And I didn't realise how dangerous the situation was. And if that staff would have changed its mind and, and come for me, it, that could have been brutal. And I, don't, I genuinely don't know that if I'd have give, been given any time yeah. to do that, although I say I'm not bothered about violence, there's a difference between bothering about violence, uh, conflicts between men and a wild, vicious animal. This, this is an important thing we need to discuss here because I, it will be definitely relevant in my next ones. And it's dealing with an emergency, dealing yeah, with a situation yeah, yeah. and how you can keep your mind focused on rather than just panicking, which, which a lot of people do. And I'm not saying I, I, I've not panicked in situations, no, same but but I think sometimes you learn to, to be able to think, right, stay focused here and deal yeah. with a situation. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that's important. And what you've done there, I know I've ripped the piss out of you a lot of times before, but to literally stick your hands in a, a, a staff's gob when that staff's lost, it, lost its shit... Yeah, yeah. That's not fucking fun, man. No, it weren't. And yeah, and, it, and also the harrowing screams of a dog being like having its throat bit. Yeah, that's things like that. Most people would just fucking scream and not know how yeah. to deal with that. Yeah, uh, was, and to oh, get thanks, stuck mate. in without thinking, he's he's you know he's 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 brilliant. I appreciate that, mate. It was it it was horrible. Like I, I remember like being on the floor and because I first started to try and punch it. And the, the the staff is just muscle. It doesn't feel punches. And mm. uh, I'm not a hard, particularly hard puncher in, in all fairness, anyway. But um, and the and and but I was there wrestling around on the floor, thinking my mate's dog is getting fucking murdered here. Yeah. And then there's blood all over the shop, and you hear this dog like never make any. Fred Fred is like a silent dog. He mm. fucking never barks. And oh my god, the sound of him doing that was it was harrowing. And you've got the other got the other owner's dog screaming at this dog's name, Brooklyn. Fucking do you know what? How chavvy can you be having a staff and naming it but oh I'm a fucking I'm a real geezer, me. Look at my tough old doggy. It's like you're not Brad Pickett tough, mate, who's yeah. got the fucking uh, who's got like the, the, the nicest you Walk, know walking through Shoreditch last week. Yeah. I see this little dog come round yeah. the corner on Old Street. Yeah. Then I saw this this little fella with a nose that looked like he'd been hit a lot. <laughs> and then I heard, "All right, mate." And it was Brad. No way. And he come like he come over, goes big cuddle, and he was oh, like, "How no you boys way. been?" Blah blah blah. And he asked how the podcast was going, and he had his lovely little dog with him. Oh, that's amazing. Man. Yeah, that's that's a scary that's man. A t- that's a tough. But yeah, a lovely you know, man. Exactly. You know. So the dog attack, mate. Yeah, it was it was harrowing, and I went right, and I I have had I'm caught with all dogs now. But even the first six months after that, bigger dogs, I was I, I was much more wary around because I knew yeah. what they were capable of. And even now, even with staffs, I'm not saying I act weird about them. I'll stroke them and that. But in the back of my head, I saw something that was fucking See, terrifying. That day. I know we've spoke about this and dogs and muzzles and things like that, so we won't go back over it again. Yeah. But um, when dogs do get to a size where it's difficult for a human to control them should 
they flip. And I'm not mm. saying that's just staff. That could be any any yeah, dogs that, that are of, of a size where it's difficult for a human to, to control them in them situations. Yeah. I think the fact that I know you've got loads of people to say it's the owner, not the dog, yeah, and there's yeah. a lot to be said for that yeah, too. Yeah, sure, but for you to experience that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you feeling uncomfortable around a breed of dog that you experienced yeah, do something like that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah, at all. Yeah. And I'm not saying all staffs do that, but it's, it's definitely – it leaves you with something. Like yeah. life always does. There, there's reasons why we have fear and, and, and memory and, and, and we get these hang-ups because it's your ego trying to say, look, you don't – you experienced that and it was terrible. Why are you going yeah. back there, you know? Dog attack, matey. So what's your number two, man? It's it's a situation where uh, I'm not going to talk about the, the, the geezer in Mexico uh, that 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 was choking and had the reaction. Oh, yeah. Uh, he saved his life. Yeah. Uh, but there was a situation which uh, happened to me when I was really – I was probably about 20 – I might be nineteen twenty, and uh, and I had a girlfriend at the time that lived in Billericay. Uh, Sarah, I'll shout her out, and uh, and I was driving over to to um, drop her home after going out one night, um, driving through Billericay, and uh, a the car in front of me was just driving along and a car come out from the side and T-boned it oh, and literally just smashed into this car and then drove off. And this car was in a state. Thankfully it hit passenger side, not driver's side. Uh, so I've got out obviously, uh, and, and gone over there and she was unconscious in her car Fucking and hell. the bonnet of her car had, small little circles of flames oh my god and so obviously you think do not move this person have they broke their neck mm. have they broke their back yeah yeah and it was that if this car's going to catch fire I need I think I better get her out of this yeah, car yeah, yeah. so I was talking to her the airbag had gone off and she was she was in and out of consciousness and I was like Oh, I'm gonna to have to make a decision, mm. like, and I don't even think mobile phones were a thing then, so I don't think we could have just phoned an yeah. ambulance or yeah. whatever. Um, but uh, and it was down a, a pretty isolated road, but someone, someone definitely called an ambulance because it arrived quite quickly. Uh, but I just thought I've got to pull her out of this car. Fucking hell. So I was talking to a tenant that I was going to do that, and I was trying to find out, you know, can you feel your legs? Can you, yeah. feel, you know? What what you know, and she was like I say in and out of conscious, but was was communicating. Oh my God. So I just thought, right, I'm gonna lift her out of the car, yeah. which I did, and put her on the side. Of the Thankfully, she hadn't like broke her neck yeah. or back or anything like that. Um, and then the emergency services arrived, and and you know, oh, and mate, it was, it's really bright. But dude. but the car, the, I mean, I'm making that sound a bit more dramatic. Like the car didn't catch fire. No, but the thing is, right, even if you see a couple of flames, like, 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 for example, I think in Hollywood, the reason why they get to the point where there's all these multiple explosions, they're trying to make you feel like how it would feel if you saw one little flame licking under a bonnet. But but then just seeing it like that smoke and, and, and exactly. you know, that made me think, this car's going to blow because yeah. I've been yes, brought up watching films where these cars blow. Yeah, exactly. Chances are it was never going to happen. No. But at the time, I was young and I just There's thought... There's no more difference. The the, 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 the illusion was reality yeah. for you right yeah. then. And I just thought, fuck. Uh, and I, I, I hadn't really 
obviously doing since then I've you know done lots of the first aid calls and deal with lots of fucking shitty situations mm. in, 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 in that industry but then I had no real kind of practice of trying to remain calm in a situation no. but I just thought fuck better get her out of here and 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 that was it and and but I do remember thinking that horror of hearing a car crash because the noise is like something you n- you've never heard no, yeah. and it's it's so loud and 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 just literally my whole stomach just contracted in that horrible fear yeah uh and then got out and just you that being so per- petrified of what you might see when you get to that car door yeah Thankfully, course, yeah. you know, it, you know, she she was all right, but and then seeing that, and it was like there was lots of things that were making me really scared, and I just thought, I'll just just get her out of the car just yeah. in case, and and then and she was fine, and but yeah, like, I was really scared. Like, I bet you fucking was, man. Like, because it's really weird. And you know what a dick some... you are at twenty years of age. I know what a fucking helmet I was at twenty. Yeah, I was all right. I got worse. No, I'm lying. How can I even try that? Yeah, no, it, it's horrible. But it is that weirdness that a lot of these scary moments, obviously the ghost dad where my uh, my heart was racing and that, and there's a, there's a few other instances I can tell where I, I was really panicking. But the worst one, again, is one where the reality of what was happening meant that despite me fucking bricking it, was like, I've got to just do this. Yeah. I've just got to do this. There's no, there's no, well, there was absolutely, there wasn't really another option. But there is, there is. And, and do you know what? I've, I've had this conversation with my mate, uh, Nick, mm. uh, who does the Man for Manliness podcast yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Brad. Um, and we, we've had a few situations where he said things that have ended up causing yeah. a situation. Yeah. And I've helped him in that situation yeah. he's, he's, he's caused a fight yeah yeah and and I've ended up trying to stick up for my yeah, mate yeah I remember this yeah. and he's he's literally run off yeah and his argument is I just got scared yeah and that's not the easiest thing to no. admit to no it isn't uh, and I mean don't get me wrong at the time I was being kicked around the floor and I didn't give yeah. a fuck about how scared yeah. he was yeah yeah of course but he was just as you get older and mature you sort of but he was like yeah. I just got scared. I can't help it. Mm. I can't. I just was scared. And it was like, oh, yeah. Like, so, you know, when these situations do happen and sometimes you just think, right, fucking, I've got to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people do just get scared. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. Like, no, you know, isn't. fear, look, this whole thing is based around things that make you scared. And sometimes when that fear happens, sometimes people freeze, sometimes people, mm. that, 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 instant reaction to run mm. is probably the normal response, oh, yeah, right? And I'm not saying that we're superheroes for not running no, no, no. because I say that probably a massive percentage of people would also just think, got to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but some people do panic. And, sure. and, and panic's a fucking strange, strange it thing. It is, and you might panic, like I say, with that dog attack. You, I might, the next time, I might, that might be a completely different version. Like, you, yeah. you can, I think sometimes you can be in a different mindset. And you can react to things brave or, 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 or in more cowardice. And, and so I think it is that. I think it's quite, um, uh, it, it, it's transient. It happens, you, you come in and out of it sometimes. Mm. There might be some things you're flat out always mm. going to stand up for. Yeah. And there might be scenarios where you bottle it or don't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, 
So my number one is snowboarding, being a rad dude. And I could, there's there's a few that I could have said about. Like um, one time we got um, we went down the wrong side of the mountain and the lifts all finished, and me and a buddy were just in this almost deserted village as the sun was coming down in like you know freezing temperatures. And Take just, all your clothes off and hold each other. Body, it, body, that's body warmth. That's what we did. But that all got s- settled, so it was only very brief. Think of oh yeah. fuck, we could be in trouble here. Or we or the first time I got keep caught warm in, wrestling like a dog. That's it. Um, we got caught in. A, I've been caught in a lot of whiteouts, and they are scary. There's no. It's like being you know those scenes in heaven. Is that a right wing group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know those scenes in movies when they're in heaven and everything's white. Yeah, whiteouts are that. Yet, yeah, but you can't own. You can't even see your legs. Is that so crazy? You zero perspective on anything. You, you can't see anything, and you're on a fucking snowboard. And the first time that happened, I went off the side of a mountain. But it was like I might make it sound like it was like. I don't mean, picture a mountain. I, I went off the side of about a thirty foot drop. Right. And luckily, caught the side and was hanging on the edge of it. That was rather scary. But the time I want to talk about is um, we sometimes do off piece. We like doing off piece stuff, but. We we're not idiots. We we really do. Like, we we try to be careful with yeah, when it yeah, happens, yeah. right? Don't and never so, let me said you're an idiot. No, exactly. Thank you. And um, we 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 so always you went off a cliff. Yeah, but right, I was okay. in a whiteout. Oh, all right, yeah, of course, course. Um, and basically, um, we always plot our routes and we always try and see everything we can on an off-piece path, yeah. so that they, well, we're not going to go over. We're not going to go over something and then there'd be a, a crevasse there that we can't deal That'd with. That'd be idiotic. Right. So anyway, one time, I'm with Mark and me mate Andy. There's about eight of us, and a couple of them are skiers, and a couple of them are skate uh, snowboarders. And basically, Mark goes, "Right, we're all going down here." And a couple of the skiers had gone off. And how you ski and snowboard is distinctly different in right. certain situations. Right. right. What you can do on skis, sometimes you can't do on a snowboard. So things on skis would be easier than on skateboards and vi- uh, snowboards, and vice versa. And Mark went, "Oh, they've gone down here," and I went. Okay, that's off piece. I said, "Have you been down that route before, Mark? Is it safe?" And Mark went, "Yes." I said, "I said, okay, that's that's good enough, right?" Anyway, we set off, and for some reason, I'm 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 last to go. And usually, when you're uh, snowboarding, you should go in the level of how experienced you are, because on a snowboard, if someone stacks it and you're behind them you're going to end up stacking it too, potentially, right? Right. And, um, and anyway, um, Mark, Mark and a few others go, and then Andy goes before me. And Andy's experience on a snowboard at that point wasn't brilliant. And I, uh, it was good, but it wasn't to the standard that was going to be required for what it turned out to be, right? And anyway, this, this thing becomes narrow and narrow, and it becomes like as these two, like the rocky outcrops meet like this, you can snowball between them, and it was really fun. You're going up and down them, but it's off piece. It gets more dangerous, and then all of a sudden it splits, and there's a crevasse, and there's a river, and the river then goes just underground, and you're looking at it going, "That's that's probably death. It's possibly death from the fall, and then the current was strong enough to be pulling you under there, and I just don't see how anyone's getting you out of that." before you get hyperthermia or, or more than likely die. And anyway, all of a sudden you get this crevasse and then the path goes fucking super narrow and at this weird angle like that. And on a snowboard, you need to keep momentum going downwards. And if there's a sideward momentum, it can easily push you 
into a direction that you can't stop, right? right. Dependent on the gradient. Yeah. You're just going that way. It's the end of it. Unless you can dig your snowboard in and, 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 and keep close to the ground yeah. or indeed take your board off. Anyway, Andy commits to it because you have to commit to it. And even before that point, it didn't look as dangerous as it was. I followed him. I go around the corner and Andy has not been able to maintain his board and he stacked it. And he's fucking hanging off a tree over the edge of a crevasse, basically. And But there's nothing I can do. I can either continue... Natural selection, leave him. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's that. It's, do, am I Cut gonna, the rope. Yeah, exactly. Like, Do I do that or is it like... I ju- you just can't, you know, and 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 again, again, part of like this him? stupidity is my oldest friend. Mm. Doesn't mean I like him. It's just yeah. the person I've known the longest. Did you feel duty banned then? Kinda. Uh. I was like, so anyway, I slowed. I, I slowed down, which immediately was a dumb thing to do because it it meant that I had pot committed to getting involved in this. The yeah. minute I slowed down was yeah. like, I'm going to now not have the momentum on the ball to traverse this safely. It's a bit like. Um, Speed with Keanu Reeves. It was really light speed. Yeah. Um, if you slow down, you might die. I might die. That really is what it's like on snowboard yeah. sometimes. Jesus, and, you're and so rad. I, I really am rad, aren't yeah. And and basically, I had to. I managed to stop by like this tree trunk. And okay, all these trees are coming out, and, and, and they're all they're all there's lots of drops basically. Yeah. And I managed to perk up by this uh, tree thing. Take my snowboard Sorry, off. Sorry, perk up. Park up. Oh, right. Okay. Put That's my so snowboard true. down. Obviously a strange time to get a rash. Yeah, sometimes. But actually, I used it almost like as a... I, I poked that in the snow. Pivot, it, was, yeah. it was like a brake. Yeah. Really, a horse's handbrake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And basically, I had to slide down part of this, this, this thing, then hold on to... Well, just... Hold on to a tree branch... And, re- and, and and let down and let my foot go down so Andy could hold on to my leg to pull himself up my leg to then get hold of a branch for us to then be secure enough to pull ourselves up, him take his snowboard off and us to crawl really carefully between branch to branch out of this crevasse. And That's it was heavy. fucking horrible. And like when I was doing it, I was looking down and I was just thinking, this is not. This is not the one. This is this could be death here. Mm. It's worse than the dog attack. The dog attack was way more violent and visceral, and the screams yeah. and that. That was dead silent. All you could hear was <laughs> of the the river, and me just thinking, com- absolute concentrate here. There's no time for you know wanking. Yeah, just got to get it done. And it was brutal, mate. It yeah. was a horror. I-, I came out, and Mark nearly got a punch. Like I- when we came out of the gap, Mark nearly got got one landed on him basically because I was fucking furious that he said he'd been down there and I was like have you been down here he went no Ryan's been down there and as I said skiers Ryan was a high high level skier the difference between Ryan at that stage and Andy and myself it was, it was different you know yeah. and uh, and Mark hadn't been down there it's one of the pitfalls of being too rad being a rad dude bruv yeah that was it man that was it <sighs> don't be too rad top that what was you doing fucking surfing on a Velociraptor or something like that? Or? No, no. The thing that uh, scares me most um, was was last year. Uh, I had a moment at the beginning of last year where I got a bit complacent. Mm-hmm. And that scares right. me. Yeah. Being complacent. Yeah. Uh, 
Because I took a job doing something I didn't want to do and I was still obviously doing the clubs and the podcast, mm-hmm. but I had a, a nine to five, which I'd never yeah, had in my yeah, life. Yeah. And I'd done it because money. Yeah. Uh, but I found myself in a situation where I wasn't in control of it. Yeah. Someone was my boss. Yeah. And I was surrounded by people that I wouldn't generally find myself working with because in the fields that I work in, whether it's podcasting mm-hmm. or clubs or music, generally you've got people where you've got shared interests. You're and a rad dude, basically. And like, I'm not rad, but you know, I, I can talk to you about mm-hmm. music, films, mm-hmm. creating stuff. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's and it's it's lovely because mm-hmm. you you want to be able to enjoy the things you do. And I know that I'm lucky that you know that you can work in areas that you enjoy but I wasn't there and I was doing something that I didn't want to do for money and it's the first time I'd done that and then I found myself having conversations with people that I just thought and I don't think I'm better than these people but no. I just want something different, different. to these people exactly. uh, and I just found myself giving an inch of myself <laughs> Uh, so to, you, got, you gave everything you had. I think I went went right up to the nuts. Um, but no, I just I just found myself like doing something I wasn't happy doing mm. when I know that I'd rather throw myself into doing something that I do want to do. And where there's more risk, where there's more risk. Uh, but and I don't mean I want risk like because no one wants risk. People. People want that. I mean, there's nothing... What, what is good about, you know, going to work at nine to five is you know that money's in the bank at the end yeah, of the month, yeah, and that's yeah. lovely, and that does give you a certain peace of mind. Mm. But, it, you know, I don't want to sound like a wanker, but, like, it just weren't for me. Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 the field of work I was working in, which was basically construction, mm-hmm. I was just not my bag. I'm not yeah. interested in it, and I'm not interested in, like, the the... the yeah, I just I couldn't deal with it, and I just thought, and I was having arguments with myself, saying just fucking quit, and like, and and Carol was like, just quit, you'll be fine, yeah. you'll just do something else. How nice is that? And it's Carol. amazing to have that uh, because I couldn't. I, I was just thinking because having a house and kids, you've yeah. got a weight of responsibility, mm-hmm. and it was like, and it was just a sign that petrified me, just yeah. thinking. Have I just now got to do the podcast on a Monday night with Chris yeah. and, and maybe do a bit of DJing, but I've got to bite the bullet and, and do this job I don't want to do for the rest of my yeah, life yeah, yeah. And, and have conversations where I ask someone what they're doing at the weekend and he's like, I'm going to make a pasta bake. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And I just think I'm not better than that. Can I'm, I hear more about the pasta bake, please? Sorry, what? what, what? But do you know what, right? That was the that was the conversation where I was like, I want to hand him my notice in, mm. and it, and and I didn't particularly like this person either, to be honest. Um, he, he wasn't very nice, but he's he his idea of a good weekend was the fact that um, he was going to have a pasta bake, mm. and I just thought, I I I, I don't want to become someone that that has a weekend. Of, of time down from work and all I'm doing is looking forward to a pasta bake I know I'm getting old but I've got too many things I want to do yeah, yeah. And, and I was like I'm, I'm out 
I've got mm. to fucking quit. And I just was like, here's my notice, I'm out. Yeah. Like, um, and so, yeah, just the thought of resigning myself mm-hmm. to something mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. pay the bills. Yeah. Like, and I, and I know that, you know, huge percentage of people are in a job that they don't particularly enjoy and I'm not hating on that at all and I'm you know you've got to do you've got to do you if you are capable of doing it to be fair I'm doing contract work at the moment and I the last contract and this one I don't hate yeah I'm not hating it you know And, and actually the people I'm working with I'm having quite a lot of fun with yeah and I'm quite a sociable person so to be in contact with like 50 people a day working yeah. is really yeah. healthy for me. Yeah. But at the same time... I'm not I know hating not, on any exa- of this. Exactly. But that's that's the point, is that yeah. it isn't hating on that. It's knowing you've got to be honest with yourself in life yeah. and you've got to not live up to other people's expectations of what yeah. life is. And Otherwise, you won't be happy. No, exactly. Like, and, and so, yeah, I think I'd rather earn less and have a few more sleepless nights worrying about is this going to work and and, and, and and in fairness big props to, to Scroop because Pod Bible was the, a, a thing that came in at that point mm. that was like right I can really focus on mm. this as well um, and yeah so yeah me just getting complacent and, and settling for something that perhaps isn't me so yeah that that's the thing that scares me the most so yours mine is hanging off the edge of a cliff rescuing a mate yeah. And yours is complacency. Don't really like job. There you go. Top five scariest moments. Um, I hope in the process of this, none of you actually shit yourself. Um, if you did, um, we didn't put a disclaimer at the beginning, so we should let you know that we are open to be sued um, over that. So if you were one of the few that actually shit your actual pants um, in the duration of this podcast... We will apologise on air officially now. I'm sorry. Um, but if you do want to go legal with us, I don't think we've got a leg to stand on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast. And it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, um, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month, there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's a drunken soiree in the Wiffy. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 